0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I am going to talk about a really fun topic today, but uh, about burnout. And I recently went to an event. And funny story, I love Mark Driscoll so much. And uh, I was at an event in Arizona back in January, and he was there, and he was actually at the buffet, and he was coming back from the buffet. But I got so starstruck. You know when you see people that you just like love, and then you don't even know how to say hi to them, like when you see somebody that you followed on social media for so long? And then you're just starstruck looking at them. That was me. And so Mark Driscoll's like walking towards me. We lock eyes and I like didn't know what to do. So I just sat there with like my mouth open. When I say sat there, I was standing there. And so then he just kind of like waves and I was like, uh, and then I just like ran the other way. And so I never got to meet him while we were there. And so fast forward, I it's May now, and Brian and I go to this event, and he sees him there, and he goes, hey— My wife has got to meet you like she loves you so much. And so I saw him and I was talking to him, just telling him about how much um, I love him and the things that he's doing and the influence he's had. But a few weeks ago, he shared something on social media and it stuck out to me so strong. And so I wanted to share it here on my podcast. And it is the 12 steps to burnout, the 12 steps to burnout. And I think uh, he even says on here that some people skip some steps. Um, Sometimes you go through several steps at the same time, and sometimes you may experience them in various orders. And whenever I read this, it was so mind-blowing to me because I can think through different seasons of my life and how I've gone through the cycle of burnout. In fact, um, whenever everything happened and Brian's mom passed away in September of 2021, um, I went to my counselor and I was like, honestly, I've had a cycle of burnout that's happened every fall or spring, right? There's like this four-month window where I will hit burnout almost every single year. And I used to say it was full-on burnout, but it wasn't full-on burnout because nothing compared to what it was that time. But she was like, Crystal, we've got to set up your life in such a way to not go through this cycle of you completely burn yourself out and then it takes so long to be able to get back in the game. And that felt so foreign to me. And it's wild because I went through 2022 and I didn't have any burnout. Like I led strong the whole time. And now I'm in 2023 and I feel like I'm carrying a lot, but I'm not carrying it the way that I used to carry. And so the way I used to carry it was like uh, going through those cycles of burnout every year, every year I'd go through those seasons in our family. We have this funny saying, uh, whenever we go to leave. Uh you'll always tell, like Brian's grandpa used to say, you know, drive careful. And he'd say, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna drive Barditch to Barditch. And we would all laugh because nobody nobody plans on that. But if I'm being honest, whenever you're living your life in a cycle of burnout, that's exactly what you're doing. Like you're running your life into Barditch to Barditch every single season. And you really don't have to live that way. Like you can get into a sustainable pace. And so with my counselor, we started talking about the different steps and signs of burnout. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And hopefully, you know, you don't have any of these, but you may have one of these. And if you do, it's time to pull back, reevaluate, get honest with your schedule. In fact, even... Um, At the end of this, we'll talk about how there's things that you need to take out. Like we're so good at adding things to our schedule, but we're not good at at evaluating what we have in our schedule. So the first step of burnout is a compulsion to prove oneself. So this is where we have a commitment to win no matter what. Like we feel like we have to prove ourselves. So even though we are killing ourselves to carry all the things, we still feel like we have to do it. We may be late for every event that we set. We may be staying up all hours of the night, but we we feel this like insatiable need uh, to commit to win no matter what. So the second step is we get this mentality of working harder. So now we've got this comp- compulsion to prove ourselves no matter what. So, we're doing things that God never called us to do. We're picking up all these things that are good, but they're not God, and we're wondering why we're so stressed out, which but then we're we have no time. So now we're just thinking if I just work harder. And so we have this idea in our mind that we're irreplaceable that everything rises and falls on us. We raise our personal expectations of ourselves and we take on more and more responsibility. So at this point, we just become into hyperactivity mode. And so everything we see, we're like, yep, I can do that. And I can do that because we're getting this mentality of I just work harder. And I remember there was this, I was at a conference one time and the person speaking goes, yes, we have seasons of being busy. But if your seasons become your life, then it's time to reevaluate. And I was like, oh my gosh, because I've been so guilty of that. Like I've done that so many times where a season became my life pattern and my life rhythm. And number three, neglecting their needs. This is third step of burnout, is where we start neglecting our own needs. So we're not eating, we're not sleeping. Um, We are playing that we are sacrificing for everything. So we're like sacrificing our own wants and needs. And uh, when you get to this phase, it's such a red flag. In fact, I was just in an event last night and uh, there was a worship leader there and she was like saying it as a badge of honor that her workload is so much that she doesn't have time to eat during the week. And she was like, I basically just have time for meals on the weekend. I'm like, okay, if your workload is so busy that you don't have time for lunch and dinner, like it's time to reevaluate, right? So when those things are like red flags, those are steps on your way to burnout. And so I know for a friend of mine, like she was in a season where she was getting like two and three hours of sleep every single night because she was working harder. She was assuming more responsibilities on things. And she was actually just driving herself into the ground. And that's a sign that you're on your way to burnout. Uh, Number four, displacement of conflicts. So this is where we start to feel this internal struggle and we know something's wrong, but we don't know what. Like we can't pinpoint it. Like there's this inner war on the inside of us. So we start to think, and you usually when we're in a cycle, like when you're on the fourth step of burnout for myself, I would start to think that other things were the problem and not the actual problem was the problem. And so I started to think maybe it's the kid's school that's the problem. Maybe it's the sports team that's the problem. Maybe it's the, you know, relational issue that's the problem, but it's actually not that at all. We start to not have a good identifier of what's actually causing us conflict uh, when we get to this stage. Number five, revision of values. So this is where uh, friends, hobbies, and fun are dismissed. So we're like, I don't have time to do this. Like, there's no time for small talk. I hear people say it all the time. I hate small talk. Okay, that's actually like a sign of burnout because you are just so powering through everything that everything has to be productive, that you no longer can do things just for the joy of doing them. And when you're in that mentality, it's actually a sign of burnout. Number six, denial of emerging problems. (laughs) So this is where cynicism, anger, and despising of others for being stupid, lazy, demanding, and undisciplined. So we just become super critical. If you're living your life in this anger mode and that you're triggered all the time, I always think about it like this, like you don't go zero to a 100. Like somebody was, if you see like a huge anger response, it's because they were living their life at 80. So it didn't take much for them to get to 100. Like they were already almost there. You just came along and tipped them over. But the reason for that is they feel this like, push on the inside of them because of burnout and it's caused them to be cynical. It's caused them to be frustrated. It's caused them to be very annoyed. Uh, Those are all signs of burnout. Number seven, withdrawal. This is when we begin to withdraw socially. Uh, We start to have a loss of hope um, and direction. We start to pursue a sinful relief such as drugs, sex, alcohol, because we're doing something to numb ourselves. So we start to socially withdraw. We don't want to go around people. We start to feel like it's always going to be this way. So we start to withdraw ourselves. Number eight, obvious behavior changes. This is when um, you become shy, apathetic, depressed, haggard. Not saying that shyness is a sign of burnout. Like if that's your national natural personality trait, But whenever you're an outgoing person and now you're shy, now you're like withdrawn, you're apathetic, you're depressed, those are all signs, uh, behavioral signs that you're on your way to burnout. Number nine, depersonalization, depersonalization. This is where we lose contact with our self-life, our self, and life becomes meaningless and mechanical. So we're no longer doing things cuz we love them it's just this is the habit going through the motions doing the things check the boxes like we're we don't even know what we like we don't even know why we're doing these things number 10 we start to feel an inner emptiness and this is it's where it's overcompensated with um overeating again drug use alcohol abuse sexualization Um, abuse in place of leisure, of leisure time. So all these things are happening, right? Because we feel so empty. And so we start medicating externally to um, fill the void of the inner emptiness that we have. Number 11 is just full on depression. So where we had it in seed form of moments of depression, now our life is clouded by depression, and we start to feel indifferent, hopeless, exhausted. Uh, Life loses meaning and everything from agitation to apathy sets in. So this is the point where you're just like, you're basically in full on burnout at this point. You are so depressed. It feels like this is always going to be this way. And I feel like for me, when I was in this number 11, it was everything was like global and permanent. It was like, it's always going to be this way. It always is this way. It's all around me. Everyone is this way. And whenever you get into that place, you're definitely in burnout. Number 12 is just full-on burnout. And full-on burnout is where you have suicidal thoughts. um, You have an obsession with heaven, a physical and mental collapse, and you may have need of medical help and intervention. And I can say for myself, when I got into that place, I thought the only way that this pain on the inside of me is going to stop is if I end my life. Like in my mind, the lie at that point was like, this is never going to get better unless I'm off this earth. Like eternity is the only place that this will happen. Brian was just telling me, we were just talking about pastors that struggle with cycles of burnout. And how hard it is because pastors are the only people that are expected to be perfect all the time, right? Any other profession, you can be flawed and still be a doctor, but a pastor, you can't be. And we were talking about how it's just so unrealistic. And he was telling me about a pastor in Tyler that actually committed suicide right before he got up to speak on a Sunday morning. Um, And I just thought how sad that is. Like, he's literally at the church. He's about to walk up on the platform and he ends his life. And what that is, is just, it's probably, I would dare to say months, if not years, of undealt with like depression, undealt with burnout. So how do we keep from, like, how do we keep from doing this? And uh, through the cycle that I've been in for, gosh, almost two years now of just counseling and working on myself and being better, uh, one of the things that I've worked through with my counselor is just the same way, like, think about your refrigerator. Like, when you come home from the grocery store, you have so much food, right? And you're so excited with all these new groceries, And it always feels like it's not going to fit in the refrigerator because there's so much other stuff in the fridge. But the minute you start evaluating what's in the fridge, you realize like there's expired yogurt in there. There's some old eggs. There's leftovers from like three weeks ago from the restaurant you went to, like all this stuff. Once you clean out all the old stuff, there's plenty of room for the new stuff. Now, there's no way the new stuff would fit if you were just trying to cram it in. But this is what we're doing to our lives, like spiritually and emotionally. We are coming into every season and God's bringing all these new beautiful things into our life. But we're not taking, we're not evaluating the old things that have been there. And does this still have a place in my life? Does this thing still serve me? Does it still align with my purpose? Does it still align with my calling? And so we're doing things that God did assign us to like five years ago, but He only asked us to carry it for a year and we carried it for an additional four. And through going with my counselor, it's just been constant evaluation of my schedule and what's serving me, what is God asking me to do in this season, what things am I picking up that gives me joy, and what things, when I go to pick them up, I'm only picking them up because of people-pleasing or um, expectations that I put on myself. Um, That of what I should be, like I'm using like air quotes, like should be as a mom, as a wife, as a pastor, but that God's actually not graced me for. Because here's the thing is that anything that God graces us to do, we do it, right? We do it with so much joy. But for me, burnout has always happened Um, when I begin to carry things that I was never called or equipped to carry. And so I would just challenge you, like if you are in that cycle of burnout, number one, you need to reach out to help. Like, You need to get a good, great Christian counselor, and I emphasis on Christian, like they need to be Christian counselor, not just a counselor. Not all counselors are created equal. Find a good Christian counselor and begin to walk through that. Um, You may need to tell your doctor, like you may need to be on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicine for a season. Um, But more than anything, I think just being honest about with where you're at. And for us in our season, it looked like just stepping back and there was things that Um, I just didn't carry anymore. And I will say there's things I will probably never carry ever again, just because I wasn't called, I wasn't graced to carry them. I carried them wrongfully for too long. And so I would encourage you um, to just look through those 12 signs of burnout. Be honest with yourself where you're at. If you need help, get help. Maybe you're just on like step one or two. Maybe there's just a few things in there that stand out to you. Maybe just evaluation and some honesty with people would be all that you need, right? Like evaluation of your calendar and the things that you are giving your time to. Because you think everything's going to take a toll on you, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, or physically. And so whenever I'm putting something in my schedule, or in my calendar, I always ask myself, is this a good time for me physically? Is this a good time for me emotionally? Is this a good time for me spiritually? And if the answer isn't yes across all three, then it shouldn't go just like that food wouldn't go in my refrigerator, right? That shouldn't be added to my calendar, to my life. And so I hope this uh, helped you out. Um, My hope is that none of us go into a place of burnout, but that we all lead in the best way that God's called us to lead. Thanks so much for hanging out here on my podcast. Do me a favor and hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. So you never miss out on anything here on my podcast. Also, one of the best ways for us to begin to reach other people is by you sharing. So if you do me a favor and share this podcast with a friend, family member, or maybe on your social media, help us get the word out so we can help others.